right, everybody. Hello and welcome back to the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we're here on holidays officially, so we're recording Wednesday morning. Uh, usually we record a couple days in advance, but it's holidays. We'll get up in the morning, we'll celebrate the holidays here all together, and we'll drop this thing right off on Wednesday. So uh, we got the Wednesday, December 22nd episode, episode number 33. Uh, nice early Merry Christmas to everybody if you're listening to this a little bit later on. But uh, we got Christmas week here, so we're pumped to be on holidays. And I know uh, I know the rest of the fellas are, fellas are excited to get some time off here too. So before we get started, we'll, uh, we'll say hello to everybody. How about, uh, let's go say hello to Zach first. Zach, uh, how was the first couple of days of holidays treating you there? Uh, it's going good. It's going really good. Um, looking forward to seeing lots of family, lots of friends over the next week or so. So should be a great little uh, time off away from school, away from work and relax, recharge, and uh, hopefully win some money over the next couple of weeks in fantasy. Oh man, I hear you. I hear you. Armin, how about yourself? I know we both worked until Tuesday there, uh, saw each other at work, but uh, we're pumped to be on holidays, man. How's, uh, how's the first day off treating you? Oh, pretty good. I hit the gym early, so I uh, could have the evening to myself because I usually, during the school week, have to work out late at night because of basketball practice and everything, so it was nice to hit the gym while there was still daylight, and uh, yeah, just like Zach, looking forward to hopefully winning some money. Usually, in a regular, uh, or years before this year, you, you'd be finding out if you won around Christmas time, but this year, we're more like New Year's. It's uh, going to be a New Year's miracle. A little, little celebration, New Year's Eve. I, if you weren't celebrating before, you might be celebrating even harder <laughs> if you get that fantasy W. I'll be telling you. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I, I booked myself. I was smart. I booked myself a massage at lunch the first day of holiday. So I'm truly in relaxation mode now. Got to uh, enjoy a couple of craft beers so far today. Got found some good discount ones and trying out a few new ones. So I'm in full holiday mode at this point, I'll tell you, but uh, I'm excited for fantasy and uh, so far so good. I'm in quite a few semifinals, so I can't complain, but I know last episode there, we, uh, we talked about the quarterfinal, the epic quarterfinal matchup between Armin and myself last year. And uh, sure enough, as we'll have it to myself and Zach, we were playing each other in a quarterfinal matchup this past week. And, I think it was the battle of the worst teams possible this week. I'd be the two of the lowest scores possible. Like I, I had Tom Brady. I had Clyde Edwards Alaire. I had T Higgins. Like my team stunk. And Zach had like four players left. I had one crappy tight end. And I had like a 15 point lead. I'm like, yeah, it's in the books. We're done. And it ended up coming down to like the last play of the Tuesday night games. When, and uh, Zach beat me by under one point to uh, advance the semifinals. It, it was a uh, pretty wild. And I was, sitting there is my brother-in-law's birthday and we're we're having cake and i'm just absolutely glued to the tv i'm like man i'm sweating this is brutal <laughs> this is absolutely <laughs> brutal but i know zach uh, you get to celebrate a big w here and now i'm i said if i was going to lose to anybody i'm glad it was to zach but i'm still hoping for that stat correction so we'll see what happens in the next couple of days they had um his defense on they ended up recording it as a sack i don't know i think it was a forward pass but uh that was the one point Zach needed to get the W. So, Zach, um, I, who do you got in the matchup now, I think, in that league? I'm trying to think. Uh, let's see here. Go to week 16. I got hooked on a feeling. Oh, you got uh, Brady. Brady Wiley, man. Good buddy. Yeah, number three team in the league. Uh, and he's the number one point scorer on the season. So, 
got my work cut out for me, but uh, looks like he's got one, two, three guys possibly with COVID. So <laughs> if there's ever a week to play on, this might be it. Yeah, I was the number two upset. Now number three miles ago upset, and it looks like that number one spot. To, I think he's got a good, a pretty good path off to the finals here. So Zach might be able to make the one, two, three upset and and be able to claim some uh, some some money in his little pocket there. But <laughs> mow him down won't, back won't, to back. Won't, won't be the worst. Won't be the worst situation for sure. So uh we're i mean obviously we're reacting to fantasy as we're going along same as you guys we've been burnt by a lot of the same players you guys were burnt by um maybe we snuck into a playoff spot the same as you guys snuck into a playoff spot and we're making some noise the same way too so we got our semifinal matchups here to talk about we got uh we got some money on the line at this point and you know uh like Armin, he snuck into the league in a playoff spot by the hair on his chin and then he makes a big upset into uh, knocks off the, I think it was the defending champion. I think he actually even knocked off and now he's Tyler Huntley, baby. Yeah. Put his money where his mouth is, picked him up, spent all his fab and oh man, was that a pickup and a half? I'll tell you, <laughs> but uh, we're, yeah, we're, it's, it's crazy battling, battling brutal weeks, battling COVID mania into an absolute bizarre week 15. Well, let's rebound and hit week 16 here. Now, I guess like, I saw a tweet that said that that was the least amount of touchdowns scored on a Sunday schedule in 25 years. So, oh, I mean, you throw man. that into perspective, we're going to be, uh, we're going to be having some rough matchups out there. So hopefully you guys survived and, and let's get this thing going here. Uh, we're going to spend not a whole heck of a lot of time on insiders and headliners. Cause we could do four podcasts worth of COVID news. I think if we just dove into it, but uh, we got COVID mania. So you're going to have to be monitoring a lot of individuals. I know there's some big names, Kansas City got absolutely gutted right now. Um, names like Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, they're on on COVID. Uh, there's other significant names, obviously, from Week 15 carrying to Week 16. Uh, there's some names that were played in Week 15 now are potentially out for 16. It's it's something you're going to have to monitor very closely. And um, I would say a piece of advice, if you can, I know it's kind of kind of crappy, but you want to rely on those Sunday night, Monday nights for a little bit of entertainment to win your matchup at the end. If you can get as many of your early slate window players played, because they're if they can play, play them. Because if you wait for that Monday night player to play, the chance of them being down with COVID is so possible, especially with the disaster that's happening on in the NFL right now. So if there's a time to ensure that you are removing your players out of the flex position and putting them into the key positions or playing them Maybe if you have to toss up, you had a Thursday night player or a Sunday afternoon player. I would be leaning towards that Thursday player, get it out of the way, because then it's a guarantee lock to that player is going to play. But it's a bizarre time, and there's some advice we're going to have to throw at you guys that it doesn't make a lot of sense in a standard year. But um, right now, I mean, there's nothing standard about what's happening in the NFL at this <laughs> point. But, um, so some scary injuries this uh, this past week. I know the first one was on the Thursday nighter and one of my favorite up and coming potential tight ends, Donald Parham, uh, tight end from the Los Angeles chargers uh, reached out to uh, what seemed like a possible touchdown there. I think it was on fourth down for the chargers and landed awkwardly on his head, knocked himself out. Uh, it was looked like a pretty serious injury. I think there's concern of a neck injury at that point, but right now it's looking like just a, um, a pretty good concussion at this point. Um, so, I mean, not that he was in many people's starting lineups, but especially if you're in a dynasty, obviously you're me without um, Parham, but hopefully the best of health to him. And same as Teddy Bridgewater, he uh, he released out of the pocket for a scramble, 
um, tried to jump in a hurdle at uh, tackler and got hit in the air, land on his head, same thing, a pretty scary injury. At this point, it's looking like he said same thing, a concussion, but he's doing quite well now. So I think he's progressing a lot better than Parham has, but uh, some scary injuries. Uh, so hopefully a quick recovery for, for both of them. Um, now going into, I'm going to call this the Tampa Bay corner here. Um, <laughs> hence why TB12 was uh, not TB12, but you had Leonard Fournette exit the game. Uh, he's going to miss at least one or two games uh, possibly. And the, the reports is that they're about to put him on the IR. It's not official yet, but expected to put him on the IR to do with a hamstring. Chris Godwin, he left the game injured. Uh, they're expecting to put on the IR for three weeks with the MCL injury. Then after uh, all the tests came back, actually ended up having an ACL tear. So he is done completely for the full season and, and most likely going to miss some of next season as well. Uh, then you're looking at uh, Mike Evans who exited with a hamstring injury. Now his availability is up in question. So if you look at that Tampa Bay corner, um, all those weapons that Tampa Bay has relied on all season, yeah, they're, they're not going to be available for you for, for your fantasy playoffs here. They did sign Lev Bell. Take that for what it's worth. Um, whether whether you're not, you want to add them or not, that's a totally different conversation. But, uh, um, I mean, right now, Ronald Jones is a hot commodity. He's going to be a waiver wire darling as we progress here into our waivers. That'll be most likely dropping this evening as being pushed back a week, but it's uh, it's a tough time out there. Um, two more things to talk about here for the insiders and headliners, and then we'll we'll head into our weekly recap. Sterling Shepard tore his ACL. Uh, I'm going to assume that that's most likely going to be a career ender for uh, a veteran older wide receiver, but unfortunate end to the season for Sterling Shepard. And then upcoming here for Thursday, um, Elijah Mitchell running back for San Francisco 49ers is officially listed as out for the Thursday night game tomorrow. Um, so you'll be, if you have the, if you're the Mitchell owner, uh, like Armand is, I know you will be unfortunately <laughs> out, uh, without Mitchell for the Thursday night football game. I mean, we could, there's a lot more we could talk about here, fellas, but, uh, I think, uh, let's maybe leave the past in the past here and let's try and get some good advice out there for people to win some championships. What do you figure? All right. I will, um, I will kick off here. The, uh, studs of the week and my stud of the week hopefully <laughs> i'll have them back because i'm in what did i say five semifinals i think i have kelsey and four of them uh and that is the tight end travis kelsey from uh, uh from on the thursday night game with the kansas city chiefs is the number one point getter on the week 10 receptions 191 yards and two tds and about an inch away from three touchdowns I uh, ended up putting up, depending on if you're a tight end premium league or not, he ended up putting up 36.1 points in my standard league, uh, our standard tight end, I should say. And then in another league where I have tight end premium, he ended up putting up like 54 points. So depending on how your scoring formats was, Travis Kelsey very likely single-handedly won you this week. So I know it was a little bit disappointing up and down season for Travis Kelsey, but when it mattered most in your, in your quarterfinal matchups, he stepped up to the plate and he hit it out of the park. So my stud of the week is uh, Travis Kelsey. Zach, uh, your stud of the week? So my stud this week was Tyler Huntley, and we've already talked about him a little bit today. Um, so we don't have to go too much into Huntley, but he did put up close to 36 points, um, which I believe was good for, if not the number one quarterback on the week, uh, you know, top two or three for sure. Uh, what's interesting about Huntley, though, is that after this year, he has another year left on his rookie contract um and then he'll be a free agent uh 
lots of speculation on Twitter during the game against Green Bay that, you know, what team's going to step up to the plate to get him um, in the off season as a viable starter. So what do you guys think? Is there a possibility of a team possibly reaching out to the Ravens and trying to make a, a sly pickup in the off season for somebody that's over the last two or three weeks has shown the capacity to be a, at least competent NFL quarterback. I'll let you go first, Armin, because I've got uh, I've got an interesting take here on uh, some things I've thrown around there, but I want to hear what you think first because I know you're oh. the guy that picked him up and you're hot and bothered by old Huntley here. So, you know he he matches well to the Lamar does, and he's the perfect backup for the Ravens right now. Um, I honestly, if I was the Ravens, I'd want to keep him around for for that another season. But I guess like if you don't think you'll be able to sign him after, and that other people will be going after him it might make sense to, to trade him away just to kind of get assets from him rather than getting another year and then having him walk away as a free agent. Um, so definitely a possibility. Um, depends on how the Ravens view it going forward. Um, I would say you got to find a team that, that matches that style of offense too, right? Um, a running team that likes to do the play action and all the, or in the, in the RPO and everything. Um, I don't know what team actually he would match up well with that. Well, maybe new Orleans with Camara there, that could be a pretty dynamic duo and the way Hill's been playing, you know, could be not bad. Falcons uh, might be looking for a new guy sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> maybe Falcons go for him. Who knows? It's but, um, uh, madness this offseason. First of all, it's kind of interesting because their backup at last year, I don't even know if he's still with them this year or not, but RG3, very yeah. similar type, right? You know, the the legs that can get you going and and um, and um an, I would say an average passer at best kind of thing. So it's kind of that style that Baltimore has, right? But yeah. this offseason, I've been talking to some other fantasy people. This offseason is going to be exhilarating. The amount of big name quarterbacks that could be on the move is going to be ridiculous. Like you look at names like Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, like there's rumors of Derek Carr being on the move. Now you look at the up and coming quarterback like Tyler Huntley. What's the line's going to do about Jared Goff? You had another good week. Are they going to draft a Q? There's a lot of quarterback potential movement this upcoming year. Like look at uh, Washington. What are they going to do? You know, there's a lot like, um, we got uh, Roethlisberger retiring. Like there's going to be some movement in the NFL at the quarterback position, probably more this season than we've ever seen before. And um, I think it's definitely worth throwing out there. Like you look at what Tyler Heineke's done with his opportunity. Well, you got a point right late. Like, uh, you got a point over at Baltimore and see, well, what the heck thing? They got a viable option at Q. Are you going to let that opportunity sit there? Or is a the team going to come knocking? And, and I think if he, if he shows anything like he did this past week, I, I think the answer is probably yes. And, and you can't even say, well, the team didn't prepare for him. The team didn't prepare for him. The team prepared for Lamar Jackson, and he was Lamar Jackson B. Like, he played like Lamar Jackson out there. He oh, he very, did. He was one read. If Andrews is open, he hit him. If it wasn't, he got on his he got on his horse and he ran. Like, that's Lamar Jackson's style. And um, so you can't even say they didn't prepare for him. But I, I, th- I think it's going to be really interesting if he steps up to the plate and he, uh, he produces again this week. You know, uh, any casual fan of the NFL probably would have turned on that game 
saw Huntley playing and actually thought it was Lamar. You know, like that's how alike they look out And the numbers are similar enough on TV. Like that two to eight, that's not a far off number with those uh, specialty numbers that Baltimore's caught. Yeah, yeah, close enough. Armin, you're a stud of the week. Well, I went with a Raven as well. I went with Mark Andrews and um, I sadly lost in the staff league quarterfinal this week, but um, thanks to Mark Andrews, I actually had a shot at it with his 31.6 um, half point PPR points. And it was like 36 points in full point PPR, which is phenomenal, right? Um, almost identical to Kelsey, except a few less yards, 10 catches, 136 yards, two TDs. Um, he has been the most consistent tight end all season long. Um, he could very well at the end of our fantasy season here, if he continues on the pace that he's been going, be one of the, um, be in contention for, uh, one of the most valuable fantasy players of the year. So. Um, you got to give show some love to him. We haven't shown a ton of love this year, but he's been consistent and he is proven to be a big time tight end in this league. And if you picked him up in the draft, you probably got him after Kelsey, maybe even after Kittle and after Waller, right? Like you got a steal of a deal with Andrews. He, um, he's probably going to finish tight end one, unless he has a real stinker and Kelsey kind of boost. He's probably gonna finish tight end one. And I'll also throw it out there to the three Oh six fantasy football, uh, podcast listeners we do have a mark andrews signed helmet that we will be giving away here so <laughs> so we gotta give a little tip of the cap there armin's uh stud of the week we also have signed memorabilia of this potential tight end one season to be able to give away too so you might want to stay tuned for that one as well so i love it he uh he was one of my favorite players coming out uh unfortunately like this upcoming season i thought he's gonna have a big bounce back year um i put my money unfortunately uh into the travis kelsey pot i traded uh andrews and a first to get kelsey to lock down a premier tight end one and yeah that's looking like a real kick in the sack at this point here but uh that's the way the way she goes and i can't complain because kelsey won me the week in that week so uh my dad of the week i'm gonna be looking at unfortunately tb12 he is single handily tom brady lost me the week here to um lost lost me the week here to zach I owned them in quite a few leagues. Unfortunately, a couple of them, I didn't make the playoffs. One, I had a buy, so it didn't hurt me that bad. And then the one where I needed him the most, he hurt me the most. So Tom Brady's stat line threw for 214 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception, and one fumble. Uh, so depending on how your quarterback scoring was, uh, in my one league, he got us 4.1 points. In another league, he got 0.9 points. In another league, he got like negative six points. So depending on how your point setting is in your league uh, I don't think it matters if it was good or great Tom Brady hurts your team regardless and if you made it through without Tom Brady good for you and you got some uh, questions to answer whether you're gonna be playing him in your starting lineup in the semifinals or not because that team is gutted uh Zach your uh your dad of the week uh, I think we kind of go hand in hand on this one yeah no kidding um perfect segue um my dad's plural for the week are the the skill players for Tampa Bay uh these three guys are are players that you've come to rely on this season more likely than not um I'm talking about Mike Evans uh Chris Godwin and Leonard Fournette um Evans for the week put up 1.9 points and going into the weekend he was wide receiver nine on the season uh Godwin put up 7.9 points 
and going into the week was wide receiver seven on the year. And then Fournette put up 10.2 points and he was a running back four on the year. So all three of those guys were dependable uh, starts every week up until this past weekend. They were, you know, number one players at their position, respectively, uh, wide receiver ones and a running back one. And these were guys that weren't necessarily drafted in the first one, two, or even three rounds of uh, drafts back in the uh, fall. Uh, Fournette, for example, was ADP of 80 overall. So these guys were literal league winners uh, for players, or at least uh, regular season winners, players that you could get later on in the draft and guys that got you into the playoffs. And now that it looks like chances are all three of them will miss uh, the next week. Um, I would imagine a lot of fantasy managers are in a tough spot, uh, whether you have those players or potentially like uh, Jordan just mentioned, you have Tom Brady at quarterback and now you know Tom's missing uh, his three top playmakers. So really tough spot for a lot of owners going into the, into the semifinals. Like Fournette probably, if he would have been healthy, he probably could have been your fantasy MVP this season based on where you got him in the draft and how much he assisted your team. Absolutely. Like there's a really good chance, but now I traded for him in one of my leagues thinking, yeah, perfect. Like I got him for a playoff push. That's once again, a kick in the sack, but that's how, that's how fantasy football <laughs> operates sometimes, you know, like it's just the yeah. way she goes. And, and that's uh that one from one of the offenses you wanted every piece of to what are you going to do? Like I know um, Antonio Brown's coming back now. He's going to get hyper-targeted. They're going to have to try and figure out a way to get Scotty Miller involved, to get Tyler Johnson involved. You saw them in the game. I think they all, I think between the two of them, they had six drops combined. Like it's, it's a tough situation for, uh, for not only for Tampa Bay for fantasy owners, but it's going to be tough for Tampa Bay to try and make this playoff push because there's a reason they're putting them on the IR right now. They put them on the IR because they need them to be healthy for their playoff push. So that's a, that's a tough situation. Yeah, one guy that is of interest to me, uh, maybe not this year for fantasy, but somebody that I'm interested or to see for next year would be Jalen Darden. Uh, I believe he was a fourth round pick in the most recent draft. Um, somebody that came from a smaller school, um, but somebody that by everything I heard in the preseason, uh, Tampa really liked. And it, it might not have been a matter of talent or skill, that he was buried on the depth chart, but um, buried behind, you know, three established NFL veterans in Godwin, Evans, and Brown. So with those guys being out, uh, I'm excited to see what Darden can do, um, as well as Tyler Johnson. Or those are two guys that um, I'm excited to see and maybe trying to sneak them through a waiver claim in a, in a dynasty league or two. I own Johnson in a lot of leagues, so I'm really excited to see what he does with an opportunity. Um, Armand, your uh, your dud of the week. All right, uh, I went with a guy who laid a big old goose egg this week. He only had four targets, and what the heck, hey, Jerry Judy? You came into this league hyped up. You didn't have a great first year. It was all right, and now this year hasn't been that great either. I'm starting to panic a little bit about Jerry Judy, especially after this goose egg. It seems like Sutton and, and Patrick are, are the, the guys there ahead of him still. Um, 
what are you guys thinking on Judy? I, I was never super high on him anyways, but I know Jordan was, so uh, maybe Jordan can give a bit better of a opinion on this. I don't know if this is necessarily a Judy issue as much as it's a Teddy Bridgewater issue, I think, or a Drew Locke issue. But you look at all three passing options, and all three of them stink right now. Like, the best out of the three is Tim Patrick, and he was by far the third on that list in the drafting uh, preseason pecking order, right? Um, like you look at Cortland Sutton, who had a lot of hype coming off of him, all coming off the injury. Uh, same with Jerry Judy coming into sophomore season. And then Tim Patrick has kind of slowly just been ahead of them just because of stupidity and, 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 and <laughs> terrible quarterback play. So I think that's more or less a quarterback issue. Like if you're in a dynasty league or a keeper league, I wouldn't be panicking and just bailing on them at this point, because there is a really, really, really good chance that they end up with like a Russell Wilson or a or a uh, Aaron Rodgers. Like there's a really good chance of that. And I mean, at this point, really any quarterback is going to be an upgrade between Drew Locke and, uh, and uh, <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater because they have been just awful. And that team is so committed to the run game at this point too. Like Melvin Gordon and, uh, and obviously Javante have looked really, really good. So when you can just pound the rock and only have to throw the ball about seven times a game, well, that's what you're going to do. Right. And uh, unfortunately, well, I should say, unfortunately, all three are, are going to be contracted for the next couple of years for them to play together. So it's going to be a revolving door of who can you trust, who can't you trust. Right now, you can't trust any of them. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit later, but um, there's just not enough passing volume to go around or at least a, or a good passing volume to share around. So I wouldn't panic yet, but I mean, it, it was a tough luck this year if you invested. So that's a, yeah. it's a good question though, Armin. Um, I think you just, you have to follow the money. Yeah. Um, in the past two months, I think, uh, the other receivers, uh, Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton have both signed long-term big money contracts. Uh, Tim Patrick was first of the two, I think, and says here he got uh, 30 million over three years. And then Cortland Sutton got, uh, 60 million over four years. And that was like five days later, he got that contract. Yeah. Like, I think many times we just follow the money, um, that might tell, you know, part of the story, whether or not um, they view Judy as replaceable or not, I don't know, but they clearly value those other two at a significant price tag. So it's, it's interesting because like Armin mentioned just last year, Jerry Judy was, or two years ago, um, was a very high draft pick in the NFL draft. So he's going to be on that rookie contract guaranteed for two more years. Right. So yeah. you're going to have that receiving court locked up for at least two more full seasons. So I think the idea behind that was like, if like you said, follow the money teams don't necessarily do that mid season when you're outside looking on a playoff push. Right. So I think they're really setting that up to say, Hey, franchise quarterbacks, look at what we can provide you. You have an opportunity for success. If you come here, look what we got for you. We have a ridiculously studly young rookie going into sophomore season running back. We have a very talented veteran court or running back, whether we may, whether we keep him or not next season, that's a different story. But we also have these three very talented, very big young wide receivers. So, hey, come over here. I think, like you said, follow the money. And we haven't even mentioned yet Noah Fant, a very, very talented tight end and up-and-coming tight end, right? So you look at those offensive weapons – like you said, follow the money. I think it's the follow the money because look what we have. It could be follow the money because we like these two receivers more than Judy, but it's also a sense that they still have two more guaranteed years, whether or not they pick up his fifth-year option on that rookie contract, right? So they're going to have that 
receiving court together for quite some time. Is uh, is Rogers are Rogers and Wilson free agents? Or are they still? Um, they'll be they're signed. Tra- they'll be trades. I think uh, the the Rogers one I don't know for sure. I think it depends yeah, on how Rogers, the contract was. I know that- the, con- the contract one is weird with the Rogers one, but Wilson I think he still has one more year on his contract. So then I wonder if there's a situation, um, kind of building on what you just said, where a team that's looking to trade for the Broncos looking to trade for say one of those two guys, Russell Wilson or um, Aaron Rodgers could use a, a Cortland Sutton or use a Tim Patrick as a, as a trade piece. Um, oftentimes you're looking at trading a first round pick, a second round pick, but you could use Plus. a Tim Patrick Plus. as a, yeah, because um, maybe Tim Patrick, for example, maybe he was going to be a free agent next year or this year or next year. And now you have him on a, on a contract. He's not going to hit the open market and you can use him uh, to just, you know, kind of sweeten an offer in like lieu of a second or third round pick. Like if you're, if you're sitting right now and you're the Green Bay Packers and say, for example, I'm Denver, I write this offer. You disgruntled, like if Rogers wants out, he's getting out, right? That's how the contract's set up. He's disgruntled, he wants out, he's going to get out. If I was Denver and I wrote a contract or uh, an offer saying Cortland Sutton, Drew Locke, first round pick, here you go. Like you got to think that's getting it done for Rogers. You got a young quarterback, you let Drew, Drew Locke and, and Jordan Love fight it out, and then hopefully one of them pans out for you. You're getting another premier wide receiver. They might not retain Del- uh, Devontae Adams. He's a free agent this year. He might yeah. be gone, right? So it's an opportunity to retain another wide receiver. And then you get a first-round pick on top of that. I think that's pretty interesting for uh, for Green Bay, whether or not Green Bay fans would welcome that offer or not. I don't know. It's tough to say. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, obviously, these are conversations we'll be having in the offseason. I will be gladly having these conversations because <laughs> this is going to be a fun offseason, you guys. I'm I'm pretty excited about it. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a lot of food for thought, that's for sure. Um, talking about big money and, and whatnot about these big contracts. Uh, if, if you, uh, if you need a last minute Christmas gift, you guys, we're, uh, we're down here and we got three days to Christmas. If you need to get down and get those Christmas gifts, uh, limitless gear, they're closing their doors here on the 23rd for the Christmas holidays. I was down at the Prince Albert craft fair on the weekend. And, uh, sure enough, I opened the doors and who's the very first booth vendor I see there. We see Limitless Gear uh, apparel sitting right there. So I had a good little chat with Cody and got a visit with him for a little bit and uh, and wish him a Merry Christmas. But he said he's going to be open 23rd and then he's going to be shut down for Christmas holidays there and, and take a, a much needed break. So if you need a last minute Christmas idea, I know it is the 22nd right now, but you got today and you got tomorrow to be able to pick up some Limitless Gear for uh, for that last minute shopper if you're out there. So Limitless Gear, a brand about bettering yourself and believing that possibilities are endless if you set your mind to it. Limitless Gear, Prince Albert, you can find them on uh, Central Avenue. So um, we're, we're very thankful for having Cody on, on board here. I know I, I'm rocking my Limitless hat right now. It's one of my favorite go-tos. Uh, they got Unreal hats, hoodies. Uh, Armin's a big fan of the flannel. I'm, like I said, I'm really hoping I get that underneath my Christmas tree <laughs> this year. Uh, they're, they're an awesome brand and, uh, yeah, limitless gear. So if you, if, even if you, uh, maybe trying to find a little bit of boxing day sales or, uh, or some deals, maybe you won't be able to scoop those up in the hall after the holiday season as well, too. So limitless gear, man, it's good stuff. Oh, well, I got the toque, um, yesterday oh, which, and which a one gift did you exchange, get? uh, is the yellow one. Oh yeah. Yellow. Yeah. yeah. 
Kylie might steal it from me, but I don't know if I'll let her. They came but, out with uh, some uh, knitted knitted mitts too. Those ones look pretty nice too. I might have to get oh, Lexi nice. a pair of them. Nice. Yeah, they're uh, they got some man. They got some nice stuff. Like it's uh, it's so funny we talk about it. But uh, one of our football kids, he listens to the podcast. Real good kid. And every time he came to practice, oh yeah, look, 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 I wear look what pants I'm wearing. He's wearing his limitless sweatpants or his limitless limitless hoodie. And yeah, he uh, he likes the podcast and he loves the limitless gear. He talks about how comfy it is all the time. And uh, it's don't listen to us, listen to them and and listen to a lot of people. You can't walk around Prince Albert without seeing limitless gear everywhere. And, and I mean literally everywhere. Like everybody's wearing limitless gear, and uh, there's definitely a reason for that. So um, we'll uh, we'll get her going to the next segment here. And we're looking at our Canadian player profile for week number 16. Last week, we looked at Ryan Hunter, guard for Los Angeles Chargers. We wanted uh, to see if Austin Eckler could uh, surpass the season average of uh, hitting 19 points against Kansas City. Just about. Uh, He got 16.2. He was in a limited timeshare, so it was kind of a contrary to, unfortunately, some of our takes. But we all bought. We all missed. So nobody moves. We're still 974. But this week, week number 16, we're going to be looking at Brent Urban, defensive tackle for the Dallas Cowboys. So uh, Brent is, uh, like I mentioned, a defensive tackle born on May 5th, 1991 uh, from Mississauga, Ontario. He is six foot seven and he's 295. He's a big old boy. Um, he, he, in his earlier years, he was a very, very competitive hockey player. And he played alongside a lot of future NHL draftees in a pretty um, a pretty substantial Ontario hockey tournament. Uh, it was an international tournament, so multi-sport athlete. Um, but then he ended up attending the Lauren Park Secondary School in Mississauga. Uh, as a freshman, he began playing uh, football. Uh, as a junior, he had 16 tackles for a loss, 10 sacks, eight pass breakups. Uh, and then he was also the two-time All-Star selection uh, for in the Toronto Star for the football as well. Um, so he was uh, he had a lot of success early on. In his college career, he uh, accepted a football scholarship to University of Virginia. He redshirted as the freshman and then appeared in three games as a backup uh, after that before he ended up tearing his ACL. Uh, he had a lot of success throughout his sophomore, junior, and senior year. Um, and then he uh, ended up moving to uh, his professional career where he was selected by the Hamilton Ticats in the second round in the CFL draft, 15th overall in 2013. Uh, and then he ended up spending time and being drafted fourth round, 134th pick in the 2014 NFL draft to the Baltimore Ravens. Um, so he spent time with the Ravens and then um, in 2019 ended up signing with the Tennessee Titans. Um, in 2019, he ended up being picked up by the Chicago Bears. And now in the 2021 season, he is a uh, defensive uh, position player for the Dallas Cowboys. Unfortunately, in October, he ended up being placed on the injured reserve list and uh, is currently still on the IR. Uh, so Brent Urban is our Canadian player profile of the week. And obviously being a defensive tackle for the Cowboys, we're going to be looking at the opposition this week, which is the Washington football team. So looking at our buy or sell for against the Washington football team, is will they surpass their season average of 365 yards per game against the Dallas Cowboys in a pivotal semifinal uh, fantasy football matchup? So for this one, we'll uh, we'll go to Armin first here. Armin, uh, you thinking they're going to be able to surpass this, or, or what do you think? 
Uh, I'm going to say no. They won't surpass 365. Going to sell it, eh? Yeah, I'm going to sell. Um, I'm Dallas defense is, is better this year. I've said it all year, and and Washington is, is hurting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because if you would have looked at this a bit ago, uh, looking at their quarterback uh, position they've got lined up for them right now, I think it would have been an easy sell. <laughs> because when you're looking at uh, who their quarterback was, was Gilbert going into this uh, past week, you would have thought, all right, well, this is going to be an easy sell. They're not going to move the ball. But uh, they actually found quite a bit of success against a, a pretty difficult Philadelphia defense. Um, now we got, um, unfortunately, Washington is outside looking in. Uh, they're third in the NFC East. They still have a shot at a wild card here. So they do still have a lot of football to play for. Uh, they have a chance at a wild card option. Um, you do have a nicked up running back core. Uh, you look at Gibson. He did not participate in practice again this week um, or this Wednesday here leading up to the week. Um, and if they're going to want to keep up against Dallas, even though Dallas hasn't looked fantastic, they're going to have to be able to move the ball. Uh, so you know what, just because I want to be contrarian to Armin, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to buy this one. I think I'm going to buy that the Washington football team is going to surpass, uh, they're going to surpass their season average of 365. Here's my opportunity. Yeah, you got to close the door. We're running out of days here, so you got to give yourself an opportunity. But uh, Zach said to step out for a second, so we'll give him a chance to be able to uh, to come in and and give him his uh, his two cents on the on the matter here, so he can have a chance at uh, climbing the ladder. But uh, while we're waiting for Zach, in the meantime, here we'll uh, look at our starts of the week here and our weekly preview. Um, we're going to be looking at, uh, Armin's full stream ahead first. Let's, let's hear that one, Armin. What do you figure for your full stream ahead? Well, you know, we talked about him a lot this pod already, so keep it short and sweet. Tyler Huntley, if Lamar is hurt still, you, you got to start him. Um, I think it's a no brainer there. Um, he's, he's a good stream to, to have. So if you're, you gotta, if you got Lamar Jackson, make sure you got Tyler Huntley. If you don't have Lamar and, you got another cue that you're not so sure about. Pick up Huntley, just have him on your bench just in case you you hear that Lamar's out and then you got a high-octane guy that might uh, make up points ahead of the, the guy that uh, maybe you have not one of the high-end QBs and you're looking for an advantage in the playoffs here. Talking about uh, streaming quarterbacks here, I just, just saw a report, like literally just as we're talking, that um, – that uh, the Carolina Panthers just said that that Cam Newton is going to start, but uh, Sam Darno is going to see a lot of touches in this game, and he's going to have uh, he's going to have certain series. So if you're relying on uh, Cam Newton, oh boy, you better be putting him on the bench because this is going to be a, a difficult situation at best for Cam Newton. Uh, looks like it's going to get a little bit more messy now. I think, eh, Armin? Yeah, not there. Priming it for a QB battle there. Yeah, that's uh, the battle of not greats, we'll call yeah. it at this point. That's uh, it's going to be pretty rough. Um, I'll start off here with my uh, start of the week. Um, I got two, actually. I got my favorite one, uh, but now with the news of uh, the San Francisco situation, I'm going to add another one just to spice things up a little bit here. But this one, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Uh, I am in a semifinal matchup this week. And obviously semifinals do or die. If you lose, uh, you, you can't win the championship. That's the way the playoffs works here. So uh, I'm having a wide receiver issue 
Um, I got some studs. I got some guys coming off IR, like Aaron uh, or Aaron, sorry, AJ, uh, AJ Brown. I got guys like um, Antonio Brown coming off um, suspension. Uh, I've got players that have been subpar, but uh, pretty good. You know, like I got uh, um, Deontay Johnson. That's always steady. He's going to be my lineup. CD Lamb, always good. I got guys like Terry McLaurin. That's uh, iffy. Devonta Smith, that's been up and down. Um, so I'm looking at who am I going to start. And I'm putting my money where my mouth is, and I am starting a Detroit Lion. So I will be starting Amonra St. Brown, wide receiver for the oh. Detroit Lions. He's he's already in my lineup. I submitted the lineup. He's in it. I'm doing it. I, I'm putting him <laughs> in. I'm going down with the ship here because uh, I'll tell you why. Amonra St. Brown, uh, first of all, we got to look at the Detroit Lions. Missing all their key weapons by all accounts, right? TJ Hawkinson has been put on the IR. His season's over. DeAndre Swift. Uh, well, he could be end up on the IR. His season is looking unlikely here at this point too. But uh, since his breakout week and the first win in the Vikings, remember he was my stud of the week way back in week 13 there. He had 10 receptions for 86 and one, 12 targets. The week after that, eight for 73, no scores, but 12 targets again. Now week 15, another big W for the Lions. Got to represent there against the Cardinals. Suck on that one. Uh, he got 19.5 points again. Eight receptions, 90 yards, a touchdown, 11 targets, okay? Since since he's had that original breakout, it's been 12 targets, 12 targets, 11 targets. Good luck finding another wide receiver that has that target share that you very well could find possibly in the waiver wire or deep, deep on your bench. So I finally activated him from my, uh, from my taxi squad. I am putting him in my starting lineup, and I am pumped to be able to cheer for a Detroit line in my semifinal matchup. So Amonra St. Brown against a brutal Atlanta Falcon secondary. Let's start it going, man. Like, I mean, I know you're, I know a bet on Amonra St. Brown is also a bet on Jared Goff, which is uh, which is sketchy money at best. But even if Goff throws six interceptions, he's still going to have to air the ball out and uh, finding a guy with 12 targets, 12 targets, 11 targets, yeah, that's the guy that you want to be able to get peppered in your semifinal matchup. So I'm on St. Brown. Let's go. He's in the lineup. I love it. Getting it going. Fired up right now. <laughs> Let's get it going. Pumped to have him in my, uh, on my team and in my lineup. So might have to go on pristine auction and try and find myself in a Monra jersey now. Yeah. You know, uh, he's looking good. He's, he was a little hyped before, but questions about that offense and playing with Goff and everything. But now it's showing – he, he is a good talent to have on your fantasy rosters. Um, said it lots, man. Second half breakouts for rookie wide receivers, right? Yeah. And uh, second half of the season, look uh, look who's producing. And you got to love <laughs> also USC player, right? I'm a big USC fan. So when a USC guy gets to step up to the plate and lets to show you how it's done, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's a something for me to celebrate for sure. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. You know, and I had a, a kid at school, he saw my Vikings too, and he was like, we beat the Cardinals. He had to tell me he was a Lions fan and you guys beat the Cardinals. I was like, get on you, man. I mean, you beat the Vikings, so at least uh, you beat a team better than the Vikings, so I don't feel so bad about that loss now. We might be uh, we might be piecing together a win streak here, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> this might be the first time the Lions are a favorite. I don't think they're a favorite, but they got to be damn close here, I'll tell you that. So, um, Well, I'll throw out my second start here, Armin, and then I'll let you throw yours. What do you figure? All right. So if you're, if you're, um, if you're looking at a, a start-sit decision and you're kind of contemplating – 
I know this isn't my start of the week, but I'm going to throw it out there as well. Uh, I really, really like Jeff Wilson Jr. in this matchup here. Um, oh, yeah. He came off an injury. He hasn't played all season. And then when he finally got an opportunity last week without Elijah Mitchell, uh, he produced in a big way. Uh, so I'm going to pull up some stats here. Unfortunately, I forgot to get them right in front of me here because I didn't think I was going to be teeing this one up right away. So if you give me two shakes, I'll be able to put some of his numbers out. But he had himself a great week. And the reason why I'm saying you can be confidently starting him right now is because of the Elijah Mitchell news. The Thursday night game, he's already been ruled out. So he's going to have that backfield ready to go. Now, like I mentioned earlier, you're going to want to start your Thursday players in comparison to your Sunday players because you're guaranteed to play them and you don't have to worry about potential COVID exposure throughout the remainder of the week. Now, that's a player that you can plug into your running back position, and I feel like you're going to get a lot of positivity out of him. I'll pull up his statistics from this last week. He had 21 attempts for 110 yards and one TD. He also had two targets, two receptions for nine yards. So he's also seeing a little bit of receiving work uh, granted those against the, the Falcons, which is a, a juicy, juicy matchup. But now you're looking at the Tennessee Titans, which is actually a pretty nice matchup as well, too, for the running back position. Not great, but not terrible either. But when you get sole possession of that backfield and you're going to put it in your Thursday night lineup, yeah, you're going to like that start of the week as well, too. So I'm throwing two out this week. I know that might be taboo and uh, just taking up a little bit of airtime here. But uh, I'm going to be starting Jeff Wilson as well, too. I got him in a few leagues, and I, I'm I'm really happy to start him, especially with some of the, a lot of the question marks, the COVID and injuries at the running back position so far. So I'll be throwing him in there. That's uh, my my two starts of the week. Yeah, I like that Jeff Wilson one, too. He's He's a great runner, actually. I, I really like the way he runs the football. Kind of, you know, what we talked about with Chris Carson, just he's a strong, kind of violent runner, right? He he runs tough. Javante Williams, too, right? He, he's in that that category of that type of runner. And, and on this offense, when he can wear guys down like that, and then he also shows bursts to put off big plays, it's uh, it's a deadly combination on the 49ers team, that's for sure. You were a big Jeff Wilson fan, too, going into this year. Yeah, I like both him and, and Mitchell. Um, I like the way they play. I like the way they run. Um, I, I just like them. So I have both Wilson and, and Mitchell in, in Dynasty Leagues, and, and I'm pretty happy to have them. They're, no, that's, they're good pieces. You, we've said it in the off season all the time. You want the running back for the, for the San Francisco 49ers. You want them because you know, yeah. they're going to get utilization. And we already know he's got the backfield to himself at this point between him and Kyle Zuzchek, I guess. And well, maybe Jermichael hasty, but Jermichael hasty was out there last week and he was definitely outside looking in. So I'm i uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with this one. I just saw you made a roster move. Did you just pick up <laughs> Jeff Wilson? Yeah. Come on. I, uh... He was on the waiver wires. Yeah, he was just sitting there in our There's keeper no league. I, I, I was like, I wonder if he's there. Armin Schellenberg made a roster move in your sleeper league. He just picked up <laughs> Jeff Wilson. Look at that. I, man, I didn't realize waivers haven't gone. I thought waivers go through in sleeper tomorrow, so I haven't even put mine in because I knew they do an ESPN. Oh, man, I got to get on yeah. the old sleeper and start picking some players up. Yeah, I noticed that guys were doing that. So warning to anyone who's listening right now. Um, Yahoo, they sent out a warning and I think, uh, NFL.com app, both those ones, their, their waiver switched this week to, to Thursday morning, but apparently sleeper. Um, and I think maybe even MFL might not have switched their waiver. Yeah, either MFL went week. through, MFL went through last night too. I should be starting to yeah. look. That is so funny. This look, Armin Schalmer's painted made a Rossman. Like what are the odds? He has picked up Jeff Wilson. <laughs> hey, you're making a playoff run in that league too, aren't you? 
Yeah, that is uh, that one and the, the best ball dynasty are the ones that I'm in the semifinal in. I think I got uh, four or five and, I'm, and a couple of them. That's, that's the one league I'm not in, but that's the one I sold out. But I'm hoping you make a make a big push there. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I think I got a shot here at uh, at making some noise in the keeper league, and then same with that uh, that best ball. I'm just, that one's a I'm catch twenty two, guys. So. That one's a catch twenty two for me because I'm guaranteed second last because I sold out and I'm in the toilet bowl game. And if you get in last place in that league, you got to pay the winner double, but you get one hundred one the next season. So I'm like, ah, you know, do I want to pay an extra twenty dollars to have the one hundred one instead of the one hundred two? I don't know. So I'm thinking I might just. Uh, Hopefully you get the 102 because then I only spent 20 bucks and I still get a really nice pick. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see how she ends up shaking down there. But yeah, it's gonna be that's a fun league too, actually. I'm glad we got in that one. It's my very first keeper league. And uh we just gotta get a little bit of magic going in that league. But we got started getting some active owners and starting to yeah. make some make some stuff happen. But uh yeah. your start of the week, Armin. Let's let's hear it. Let's hear it. Uh I went with uh, a guy that I've been loving lately. I had him as my start last week. So if you're listening, you already know who it is. But none other than Miles Sanders. Now, here's the thing is Philly has had a complete shift in their offensive philosophy. And Sanders is reaping the benefits of that. Um, they, we talked about Jalen Hurts at the beginning of the season, how awful he looked passing the ball. Like, he's not a pocket passer. And Philly was trying to make him a pocket passer. They were trying to make him a passing QB when he's not. And now they finally realize that. And they're running the ball. They're running the ball a lot. And um, and it's starting to work for them. They're winning more games. They're they're finding a lot of success. And Hertz is looking better too. Hertz is putting up more fantasy points because he's benefiting from that run. Um, kind of the same vein of Baltimore, um, the way they play their offense, right? That's that's the QB that Jalen Hurts is as well. He's that kind of QB. Um, so Sanders, he's showing great efficiency. He's getting average of like 20 some carries a game now, and he's getting some targets in the past game. The last two weeks, he's got 16 points and both of those, both the last two weeks with those 16 points, he hasn't even gotten a touchdown on those weeks. So 16 points without a touchdown, wait till he starts breaking through because eventually this is going to happen. And he's also got a juicy matchup this week with the Giants. So expect um, Sanders to have his best game of the season yet this week. And he he might be a guy that people have been sitting on their bench um, at one point in the season here. I know I was. He was my third, fourth RB on my team. And I was sitting him. Now I'm locking him in for the playoffs. He is my guy in the playoffs. You, you love yourself some Miles Sanders, eh? Ah, you know, he's you got to go after him in our uh, best ball league. I think you can get him pretty cheap. I think like I I got offered uh, my first for him and something else. So, I mean, you can get Miles Sanders who's starting running back for less than a first round pick in that league. That's not bad at all. I think you got three firsts in that league this year. I have two. Well, I'll be buying. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to try and try and hit the one hit wonder on this season and see what happens. But um, uh, I guess Zach is still still out here. Uh, unfortunately he hasn't checked back in with us, but, uh, I will, uh, let's go with our sits and then, and then we can, uh, if Zach hits back in time, we'll throw our, throw it his way. If not, we'll share it for him. How's that sound, Armin? Sounds good. Okay. So 
my sit of the week, and I, I, we kind of did a bit of a deep dive into this earlier in the, um, earlier in the episode. So I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but I will reiterate. Um, I am not going to be playing any Denver wide receivers. Uh, it's versus Las Vegas, which kind of is a bit of a juicier matchup, but you just can't rely on it. And unfortunately, I mean, if you, if you have, uh, excuse me, if you have, um, oh my goodness, his name escaped me, um, tight end, uh, no offense, you got to play him, right? He's your, um, your drafted tight end with upside. He's talented and he's kind of been that check down, uh, check down valve for those quarterbacks. So you got to be able to play no offense, but the wide receivers, there's, there's way better options. We've listed off several good options so far this episode. You can go on the waiver wire and you can find better options than those Denver wide receivers this season. Uh, you're looking at, you need a touchdown to have a decent week. Like Tim Patrick, God, I think it was a 35-yard touchdown this past week, and he still only got 10 points. Like that's a bad week if you get a touchdown for a receiver. There is a lot better options. You can go pick them up and you can play them. Cortland Sutton over the past, past how many weeks? I'm going to read this one out because this is super gross. I traded for him more in a dynasty league, hoping for the future, but it's been real gross. The So from the, from the bye week on, three targets. Six targets for two receptions, two targets for one reception, and seven targets for two receptions. Gross. Not what you want. Um, Armin's already gone off on Jerry Judy. Four receptions for zero. Uh, four tar- sorry, four targets for zero reception this past week. And then Tim gross. Patrick, he put up that pretty gross little week there with uh, a touchdown. I think it ended up being like eleven points or ten points. Not great. Okay. Now with the transition from. Uh, Bridgewater, even though he's not officially ruled out, there's uh, rumors that he could be good to go again this week. Unlikely, but to Drew Locke is not a substantial upgrade by any means. There's obviously a reason uh, Bridgewater has been starting over him all week. So, uh, or all week or all year, I should say, sorry. Um, so if you are relying on them, you need to drop them now in a redraft. Obviously I'm talking not uh, dynasty. <laughs> Don't be going to drop in Cortland <laughs> Sutton and, and uh, Jerry Judy, but um you can drop those players in redraft and you can go find better options. You can, you can, I can look at the waiver wire right now. You can go find one. Monterey site Brown very well could be on the waiver wire. Go pick him up, go put him in your roster. Devonta Smith off of a bit of a tough week because they didn't air the ball out that much. Might be able to pick him up. Maybe they'll put him in your roster, right? Starting line up there. Um, Tyler Johnson better play this week because of how thin the Tampa Bay wide receiver room is. That is a better option than any of the Denver wide receivers. So if you, if you're still for some reason in the semifinals and you're looking at those players, don't do it. Do not do it. There are better options out there. So I'll be sitting all three of them. Uh, no offense. You can stay in there. You got to do what you got to do. But this week against Vegas, uh, it's that's uh, tough sliding for sure. Uh, Armin said the week, let's hear it. All right. So I had a hard time uh, picking my sit of the week and I'm, Actually, going to mention a player after this. I don't think you should sit him yet, but uh, should be watching him closely. But my uh, actual sit of the week is Devonte Freeman, um, and that this is mostly to another watching and seeing what's happening. Happening if Huntley's playing, um, I would be not wanting to start Freeman at all. Um, Huntley didn't target him in the passing game. His checkdown guy, his favorite target guy, is uh, is Andrews. And then even you watch that game too, they tried to get a lot of short passes to Hollywood Brown as well. So Freeman just, he wasn't getting those short passes like he usually does with Jackson with when Huntley's playing. So I wouldn't want uh, want Freeman 
um, if if Huntley's playing, and even if Huntley or even if Jackson is playing, um, just that efficiency of Freeman just drives me nuts. I I've ranted about this a few times this season already about the Baltimore backfield, um, but uh, it just he's not efficient with the, with running the ball, so he needs the passes to get the get the fantasy points and the touchdowns, which I don't like to see. Um, I hear you, man. I hear you. Yeah. The other name I kind of wanted to talk about that we we should keep an eye on. He's got a good matchup this week, um, playing against your Lions, their carrier. But uh, Cordell Patterson, um, I think Atlanta has started using him more out of the backfield as just a pure running back. And um, that's not where he was finding success earlier in the season. So I and you've seen kind of a decline in his points per game. Um, So I think Atlanta needs to to start using him the way they were at the beginning of the year as kind of that jack of all trades um swiss army knife guy right that's where he was finding success because you're moving him over the all over the field finding mismatches whether it be physicality wise or speed wise right um but when you're putting him in the backfield then you're putting him in the box every play and he has a box defender on him then every play too and that that might not be his gem right he's good taking handoffs and taking them but but not as like the running back all the time. I'll um, I'm gonna throw out an interesting idea here, and, and you tell me what you think of this one, Armin. If you're looking for a tight end this week, there's a good chance this guy's probably owned already. Um, but Zach Ertz, tight end for the Atlanta Falcons, or not Atlanta Falcons? Sorry, the um, <laughs> geez, um, sorry, the uh, tight end for the um, Cardinals. Yeah, Arizona Cardinals. My goodness, I was wasn't even close on that one. Um, right now, like he's playing against the Indianapolis Colts this next week. Obviously their situation isn't great. They, um, they, they've lost out on some, some pretty big players. I know Hopkins, he's out for the year, at least for the fantasy season, right? Uh, coming off a big loss against the lions. You look at the Indianapolis Colts. They are the number four defense against fantasy tight ends. So if you're needing a tight end this week, Zach Ertz, he might be on the waiver wire. And I'll watch in five seconds. Armin's going to go on the waiver wire and pick up Zach Ertz. I'm going to get a notification here. But uh, if uh, if you need a tight end, that might be a pretty good sneaky start day. What do you think on that one, Armin? Uh, yeah, it depends on how tight and needy you are there. Um, definitely worth, like, if you're in that streaming position where you don't have one of the studs. Yeah, three, it's three, worth three leagues into. I'm in. I got Kelsey and Ertz. Kelsey might be on the IR here with COVID, might mm-hmm. not play. So if I got to plug somebody, I, I might, I'm going to have to throw Ertz him. So I think that's not a, not the worst play. So, I mean, if like, if you're looking at guys like Hunter Henry, even playing or, or uh, I'm trying to think other tight end guys, Jared, oh, Cook, if you, you know, like you yeah. can do a lot better. You can do a lot worse than uh, Zach Ertz. I think I'll list some of the, the top tight ends from the season so far. So Andrews, you start him over him. Kelsey, sure. if he's healthy, yep. Kittle, you start over him. Yep. Gronk this week. Yep. I would say start sure. Gronk over him. For still, sure, right? especially with the limited weapons they've got right now. Yeah. Now, Waller, that's an interesting one because off even when he has played, yeah, and even when he has played this year, it hasn't been great with his injuries, but he's still putting up points. I would still go, go Waller because he's a target hog, I think. I still would go Waller. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would agree with you there. Knox. I'm going Hurts. 
They're yeah. playing against New England. Uh, Cole Beasley's on the IR now with COVID. Uh, Gabe Davis has had a big week. They're going to shut down Diggs. They might have to utilize Knox, but that defense in New England has looked pretty good. So I think, I, I think I'd go Ertz. All right. Yeah, I could see that. Goder. Ooh. I got yet, it. Did you see him absolutely moss that DB in their game last night? Like, yeah. climbed the ladder right over top of the shoulder. It was pretty freaking nice. Yeah, he's on a hot streak right now. I still think I still think I'd go Ertz because I like the Arizona offense more than I like the Philadelphia offense, and Arizona airs the ball out more. So I think I'd still go Ertz. See, I, I would go Goddard because he is the target guy there. Yeah. He gets all the targets. The other guys get a few targets or he's getting the majority of them. Fair. Schultz. Dalton Schultz. Ooh, yeah. Um, Washington defense is pretty damn good. I still think I'd go Ertz. Yeah. That one, uh, that one I'd have a hard time deciding, actually. I can't tell you right off the top of my head right now. Pitts. Oh. What the hell are you doing? Man, if there was one thing I was nail on, bang on this season was Kyle Pitts bust season on his draft capital this year. If you <laughs> if you're in a dynasty or in a keeper league, go buy Kyle Pitts because he is going to have himself a very very good career. But it was the writing was on the wall. He was going to have a bust season regardless whether he was good or not. He was going to have a bust season. So probably Zach Ertz. <laughs> especially against the lions the lions are pretty good against tight end too so yeah i would i would go Ertz there yeah pitch has uh, big playability but so does Ertz. and then the other two are jacecki and henry i would go i would start Ertz over jacecki henry that one would be tough too same he, henry's as touchdown or bust nah, yeah they're gonna have to air the ball out against indianapolis i think but yeah it's uh it's an interesting sledding that fast for sure i mean we're in a we're in the semifinals, man. These are tough decisions. Like you, uh, if you're still in it, good for you. Uh, if you're not, well, that's um, DFS, baby. We're gonna be doing some DFS parts down the down the stretch here. I know um, Armin and I, we've been sharing uh, some ideas about some DFS stuff. Me and me, and my good buddy, we're in uh, co-managing leagues. We do DFS every single year in the NFL playoffs. But uh, we're uh, we're pumped. Oh, Zach, he's back. He's back. Here we go. Perfect timing. We just got through our starts and sits, so we'll hammer you back to back on your starts and sits. All righty. Sorry about that, fellas. The uh, the furnace just big bang all of a sudden. Yeah, that's Ooh. priority number one when it's this damn cold. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, it sucked in the filter. Yeah, that's not what you want. <laughs> yeah, it was. Jeez. It was probably time to replace it. It looked like a rug <laughs> with our dog's hair. <laughs> When there's that much stuff in it that it sucks the whole filter and there's nowhere no air to go through you might have to replace the filter oh yeah she's uh i pulled it out and i'm like oh this looks not good <laughs> and then i put her side by side with the uh new the filter. new filter oh there's like a 50 shades of gray difference i'm telling you <laughs> <laughs> oh man with that suction it might be 50 shades of gray i'll tell you uh, <laughs> um okay so we'll go starts and sit zach and then we'll come back and i'll get your um your your uh, buy or sell opinion on the uh canadian player profile as well too so we'll go start sit and then cpp all righty so i am going to start ronald jones against the carolina panthers um, with Fournette seemingly out for the next week or two, um, look for Jones to fill that void left in the ground game. Plus, there is always the possibility of him picking up um, some of the vacated targets left behind by Godwin and Evans. 
Um, Jones was somebody that once the news broke about Fournette, I was scrambling in all of my redraft leagues to see if I could get a, uh, a hold of him. Um, I think I was lucky enough to get a hold of him in one, but unfortunately, um, a few savvy owners had them on their benches already or had him on their benches already. Um, but if you're able to, Ronald Jones would be a great pickup this week um, off waivers. Um, I am going to sit this week, uh, Chubba Hubbard against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Over the last three games played, Amir Abdullah has uh, more overall points than Hubbard. And Abdullah has eight more receptions than Hubbard. Um, and then with Cam being the de facto red zone and goal line running back, uh, there isn't much meat on the bone for either Hubbard or Abdullah. So just stay away from that Panther ground game uh, altogether, especially with, you know, McCaffrey is a different beast, but a replacement level running back isn't going to supplant uh, Cam in the red zone. We, we also already talked about too, what the quarterback situation is going to look like. They said Cam Newton is going to be the starter, but they're expecting Sam Darno to get series as well too. So it's going to be an absolute mess there for Carolina. Yeah, I saw that. And maybe they'll let, uh, let PJ Walker focus on kickoff duty full-time. Yeah. Do you guys see that video pregame? Yes. Where they're, they're trying. Oh, was it uh, Sly was hurt? Is it Sly was their, their kicker? I, I, I don't know. I don't, I uh, don't know enough about the kickers around the league. Um, <laughs> it's not your mm-hmm. point of focus, eh? <laughs> no, certainly not. But it, it was my point of focus for probably 20 mm-hmm. minutes there as they were trying everybody out and the guys on set, for the uh, the pregame shows, were just killing themselves laughing at like the the likes of Brandon Zilstra and uh, PJ Walker practicing their kickoffs and point after attempts, looking like Charlie Brown out there. Yeah, pull the football away. You need Tyson Hill, man. That guy's a jack of all <laughs> yeah. trades. He could probably kick a field goal for sure. He can do everything. <laughs> if uh, if only Andy Reid wasn't uh, coaching, they could have signed him as an emergency player. Yeah. Back from his punt pass and kick days. Take the headset off and go kick the ball real quick. Yeah, no doubt. Put a cheeseburger over top of the uh, the uprights, <laughs> and he's going to be hitting darts for sure. That guy loves cheeseburgers. Uh, okay, so, so the CPP, Zach, I'll come back here. Uh, it is, are they going, is the, because they're playing, obviously, Cowboys are playing Washington. Are they going to surpass their season average? Washington, obviously, they're going to surpass their season average of 365 yards against the Cowboys here without knowing who the quarterback is going to be for the Washington football team, I am going to sell this and say, if uh, Garrett Gilbert is at the helm, especially if Garrett Gilbert is at the helm, I do not like their, pardon me. I do not like their chances of doing that. So I will sell. So you're with Armand. Yeah. You bought God, you're an animal. I bought, Hey, Gilbert didn't look terrible. He, uh, he made a couple of nice passes. He's not great. We made a couple of nice passes. So, and they're gonna have to come from behind Dallas. I think is going to give him a lick and, and they're still in the, they're still in a playoff run. So they are going to have to, they're going to have to shoot for the stars here. Yeah. That is just an indictment on the NFC East. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it was like that last year. Wasn't it the, uh, who ended up coming through the Cowboys? No, Washington at Washington. like five and 12, they won the division. <laughs> <laughs> it's just poor. Yeah, just ridiculous. 
Um, I think that does. We talked, we threw out quite a few extra starts that we, uh, we like this week too, Zach. So you, you might even have to listen to our own podcast to hear a couple <laughs> extra little pieces. We, uh, we threw out quite a bit out there, but looking forward to it. Nothing being thrown out there more than our favorite segment of the week. Finishing off the podcast this week, Zach's upset of the week. And if there's ever a time where I'm getting on Zach's shoulders, it's right <laughs> now. Let's go, Zach. Let's go. So before we get into why you're all hyped, I do want to apologize. I should have seen this loss coming last week. <laughs> I don't know why I picked against the Colts. I've talked about this before. I can't pick against the Colts. Um, I don't know what's going to happen if I pick the Colts to cover or pick the Colts to win, but I know for a fact I can't pick against them ever again. That was a schlacking. Um, that's Jonathan what Taylor is so goddamn good, man. He is so good. Yeah, that was that uh, 67-yard boot scoot there. That was a a nail in my heart, but also just the, the boost I needed in so many leagues. That might have been what killed me in a few <laughs> as armin sitting there with a tear running down his face on that one <laughs> all righty so the reason why jordan's all fired up is because i am taking the detroit lions as six point underdogs against the atlanta falcons um depending on the sport book you look at there the lions are either five and a half point or six point underdogs to the falcons uh, when I saw that number, I, I immediately knew this is the game I want to talk about. Um, I looked at each team's defense and offensive stats for this season, and they are remarkably close. Uh, so I looked first, I looked at the yards per game on offense. Detroit averages 313 yards, while Atlanta averages 315 yards. So a difference of two yards, uh, nearly identical. Next, I looked at the yards allowed uh, per game. Detroit gives up 380 yards, while Atlanta gives up 367 yards. That's the difference of like a first down per game, basically. Um, then I looked at points per game scored. Detroit scores on average 17 points. Atlanta scores 18 points, so a difference of one point per game. And then points allowed on defense, Detroit gives up 26 and Atlanta gives up 27. Uh, looking at these stats, these are the same team. There's very little separating them. Um, then I looked a little bit further. And over the last six games, Detroit has been in competing in all of their games up until the very end, except in their game against Denver. Uh, I believe that Detroit is a team that plays hard throughout the game. And they seem to be clicking a bit on offense with the emergence of Josh Reynolds and Amon Ross St. Brown and your local, like, I don't know, library technician, Greg, Craig Reynolds at <laughs> running back. Like some of these guys are pulling out of the scrap heap and they're, they're producing for the lions. Um, so I don't necessarily know if the lions will, will win the game but I'm sure they're not going to lose by six to the Falcons. When we were, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, I said, I might think Detroit is actually the favorite in this game. And then I looked at your upset and I'm like, no, they're obviously not. They're obviously <laughs> not favorites because they're the upset, but six points. Are you kidding me? This is the first time I've rolled into a week where I am confident that the Detroit Lions have a really good chance of winning. 
Like I was <laughs> kind of like, I would agree. Yeah, like this was, is shocking. I was kind of like that. You know, I was kind of confident in the uh, the Thanksgiving game against Chicago. I was like, hey, we might win this one. There's a really good chance we win this one, but it was like we might not. Like you know how it is. But <laughs> this one's like, man, Atlanta stinks. Atlanta stinks. And I looked at their record. I think they're like five and eight, which is like kind of respectable for how bad they are. But it's like, hey. I think we're going to win this one, but six point underdogs. Are you kidding me? No, it's Detroit time, baby. Who wants the one-on-one? Not us. We're, uh, we're going for that one Oh four. We don't even want the one-on-one. Let's just get some W's. <laughs> no and the, the neat thing is um, like, even if you guys do get like the one Oh three in the, in the NFL draft, um, you know, preseason, it was all that Thibodeau from yep. Oregon shoot, you might still get Thibodeau from Oregon at yep. the third overall pick. Uh, the D end from Michigan, Michigan picked up a lot of, lot of steam, you know, sure. Having the, the Michigan boy play for the, the hometown team, the Lions, that might've been a, a feel good story, but did you see what he said though? He goes, I don't even cheer for Detroit. I'm a Pats guy. He goes, like, oh, <laughs> Christ. Even, even the Michigan guys don't even cheer for <laughs> Michigan. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't blame him for being a, he said, like a Patriot fan. I don't yeah. blame him at all. Looking <laughs> at the last, I don't know, three, three drafts. Um, like every starter on that Detroit defense ends up in new England, whether it's Chase Winovich, uh, Josh Uche or Josh McGrone, who they drafted this year. Um, the Pats seem to like, seem to like Michigan. So I'm sure uh, that DM there has had a few interactions with the, the coaching staff from, over, uh, from new England. For sure. And whether the they have the top three pick or not, like there's the top three picks so far in all the mocks have been the top three picks throughout most of the mocks, right? Like there's the two DNs and then the cornerback from, um, from LSU. Like it's been pretty yeah. top three heavy. So, I mean, whether you get one, two, three, I mean, it's pretty consensus and those are both positions of need for the line. So get a couple wins under the belt, feel good about, where you're at and then you still get one of the top three picks in a position in need. I'm, I'm not going to complain with that whatsoever. Yeah. Then you can come back in the second and pick up, you know, pick up another receiver. Well, we have another first round two from the Rams this year too. So wherever they finish out, I think you got to shore up that offensive line too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am all right. They got two, they got two really good tackles. If we can uh, piece together a guard and lock down a center. I mean, I'm not going to be mad at that either. And the thing I've been talking, I mean, once again, off-season talk, and this is, a, this is our standard lines talk of the week here. I'm very curious if they end up picking up a receiver, if they keep rolling with what they got, because Quintus has looked really good before his injury on IR. Josh Reynolds has emerged, and he has that, he has that uh, relationship with uh, Jared Goff, obviously, from the Rams. Yeah. Now, with the emergence of Honor St. Brown, he's looked really, really good. Do they draft a wide receiver? Do they not? I mean, I've seen... A lot of uh, mocks talking about that uh, London from USC again. Uh, I mean, there's a USC connection with Monterey. So very interested. I'm excited for this offseason. I think it's going to be, I mean, let's get through this fantasy season first here, but uh, I'm excited for the offseason. I think this is going to be a juicy one this year. But yeah, anything uh, anything to add, fellas? We covered a lot today. Uh, that's a lot of information. Take it uh digested everyone and uh good luck in your semifinals i think uh, i think i got one thing left here uh charity league update everybody we had some wild ones i know i quite a few people from the charity league are messaging me throughout this one we almost had a pretty big one versus eight upset 
I uh, came down to the Tuesday night game and and uh, one ended up prevailing over the eight seat. So uh, your own 306 Fantasy Football podcast snuck through. Uh, we're in the semifinals and we are facing off against Connor Fox. We got the one versus four there. And then Tyler Rock, uh, he had another big week. He's uh, gone through, but we had an upset, the two versus seven matchup. Uh, we have uh, Logan Fossum in that seven seed, uh, big upset against the two seed. So now we got the uh, three seed versus the seven seed. We got Tyler Rock versus Logan Fossum. And uh, obviously we got Connor Fox versus your 306 fantasy football podcast in the big semifinal matchup. So 306 fantasy football charity league coming down to the wire here. It was uh, some close matchups, some, some fun ones to pay attention to, but uh, we're still in it. We still got a chance. So Woo. we'll see how it goes there. Here's a little, there's your charity league ups, uh, update. And obviously we kind of hinted at it, but, we got some big NFL playoff merchandise coming through. All the jerseys shipped in. I put it on the socials. So stay tuned for that, you guys. We're going to have a bracket challenge. And we're also going to have a props pick coming for the Super Bowl. Your opportunity to win some awesome signed memorabilia. Um, I think we, we mentioned, obviously, the Mark Andrews signed helmet. We got a Jared Cook jersey. We got a Gaskins jersey. We've got a Clyde Edwards-Alaire jersey. Uh, we got a Troutman jersey. We've also got a... Um, uh, we got a signed Pittsburgh Lev Bell jersey. I'm trying to think what the heck else we got. It seems like we got jerseys coming out of everywhere here, but uh, we're we're set up for a good playoff run, and obviously it's all for a good cause. It's all for charity. So uh, we got a lot of that coming up down the pipe here. So if you missed out on the charity league, I know there's a lot of people that have already messaged said, "Hey, charity league next year, I want in, I want in." Well, here's your chance to be able to contribute to charity and obviously have a lot of fun doing it with fantasy football and your 306 fantasy football podcast. So. Uh, that'll do it, I think, for episode 33 here. Um, once again, Merry Christmas, everybody. Enjoy the holidays uh, and spend some time with family. But more importantly, if you're out having some pops and, and enjoying your and your time with everybody, please travel safely. Make sure you get your safe ride, so, uh, sober safe ride. Enjoy your, enjoy your Christmas. And more importantly, um, enjoy that time and, and relax. I know it's been a stressful time for everybody here with everything that's going on, but Spend some time, relax, see your family, and, and obviously good luck in your semifinal matchup. So from 306 Fantasy Football here, Merry Christmas on behalf of all of us to you and your families, and take care, and we'll see you guys in the finals, baby, episode 34. <laughs> take care, and good luck. <laughs>